0: Okay, here we go. Yay, it's working. Okay. and I, Well, now it's moving more like it normally. It was moving very faintly before on your end. Weird.
1: Weird. But you can hear me fine. Yes. Okay. I'm still on the little mic stand thing. I ordered the little thingy, but it hasn't hasn't come yet. Or maybe it, there's a box over here that I haven't opened yet, so it might be in there. Obviously, we won't open it for a couple of months. But... Yeah, probably something like that. Okay. So, um... I was thinking at least one segment on the Trump stuff, both DOJ, DOJ and uh, the New York AG, and one segment on international with Russia and Iran. Uh, and then um, I there are a couple other things that are candidates. Um, we got the hurricane. We got um, the e- economy stuff. Uh, is there? Do you you want to make a third segment out of some of that stuff, or do you want to include some of that in? But first, or do you? What, what do you want? Or just leave it there so that we can be talk about forward. the hurricane and but first. Okay. Um, okay. Anything else really big? We got. Does
0: um, the do mean the Ukraine war, the mobilization, Trumpy stuff?
1: Yeah, I, I figured that's in international when i said russia i include the ukraine stuff yeah yeah yeah. you know um we got uh biden's pandemic over comments that he backed off of a little bit we got um the u.n meeting well it's in the the u.s Uh, people gave speeches yeah we got um they they've been looking more into the martha's vineyard stuff and this weirdness and the weirdness what but
0: no, 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 no. what do you mean by weird like thing of, I heard
1: the specific uh, weird thing I heard tonight was just how uh and this is not a particular surprise knowing the character of the 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 company that they were chartering the planes for this thing for is owned by a bunch of Republicans and they were paying double the going rate for uh, okay,
0: um, uh, uh, is that weird? Really, you're no. using the word weird. I mean, if they if there was a, a grift or a scam involved with the freaking thing, the, uh, I mean, would would you know, then it would yes, be yes. weird.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You want to talk about any of that or no? Uh, I mean, yeah. we
0: can't talk about the, the the the. I mean, you know, there was a whole bunch of stuff about it. There's a criminal investigation. There's a lawsuit going on. I heard. I mean, just a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Hey.
1: Yeah, and I guess if we're putting hurricane in, but first, which is kind of a serious topic, but for but first or whatever, oh, but uh, we, yeah, but it's... we could call it something else, and you know, would not do a traditional but first, and instead do a, you know one that has hurricane plus like, um migrant movement follow up or immigration more generally or something, and we can talk about that shit there or or not. I don't I don't care. What do you, What do you What do you want to do?
0: Whatever. Something.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> not not coughing. Oh, you know, it's, it's a little bit better today. I saw the like fire. Two days smoke. ago, the smoke. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Yeah. Like, I was, you know, I, I did what I had to do, but it, like, I, I kept thinking I should just take the rest of the fucking day off, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, okay, let's do this. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Friday, September 23rd, 2022. It's just after 2 UTC. I'm Sam Minter. Yvonne Boas here. Hello, Yvonne. Mute button. Mute button. Mute
0: button. Fuck. Jesus. Stupid fucking thing.
1: (laughs) Hi, everybody. How are we doing? Oh, we're doing good. You, You know the the zencaster thing we've been using to do this uh they they upgraded like about a month ago and changed a bunch of things about how it works and blah 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 and you know i i've been honestly sl- the the mute button is not one of those things oh i forgot to turn the air conditioner off ah, here, here we go uh, that that's not zencaster's fault well, you know, that's air it's, conditioner it's, is now off. Anyway, th- they changed a bunch of things to make it sort of so you could do more stuff with it and they introduced a publishing network so you could publish a podcast through them and a bunch of other stuff. And frankly, none of the what, stuff they added is interesting or useful helpful. to me at all. Well, and a I, lot I, on like,
0: my end the only thing I have noticed is is the color dark. They changed the color,
1: yeah. yeah but like the yeah, they added some video stuff. That, I mean, they had some video stuff before, but they added more. They added this other stuff. They added like a, a podcast network thing. They they added a bunch of stuff. I I poked around at it a little bit. I was not immediately like, oh my god, I have to use this, um, but some but of I the stuff also I did use, we are curmudgeons, quite possibly. But some of the stuff I did use, they've added steps. Like they've added steps and then there's another thing that like used to be really reliable and wasn't like it's, it's connected to Dropbox. So after we record the stuff, it just shows up in my Dropbox and boom, it's there. And more recently, like sometimes only half the file shows up for whatever reason. And for a while I was sort of republishing it a few times and like on the second or third try, I would get it. And then I realized like, if I used up my monthly quota, they started charging me for those extra attempts. And I'm like, screw that. And then I found a place in the UI where I could sort of right-click download, and that worked every time. But it's like, it messed with my flow. So I was I was getting to the point where I was like, you know, I'm going to start looking at alternatives again. But like the last couple of times, it's kind of sort of worked, basically. It's a, a few annoying steps, but it's worked. So I've been like, okay, whatever. Anyway, anyway this is a complete tangent caused by I don't know what. Um our actual the fact that agenda. I couldn't hit
0: the mute button.
1: Oh, yes, the mute button. I, I, and the reason I thought of that is if we switch to another solution, maybe we won't have the mute button problem anymore. Or maybe we will The mute problem is just my incompetence.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't think I'm really blaming the, the app for that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just me being incompetent.
1: <laughs> well, that's important, that, too. Yeah. Anyway, agenda for today. Uh, as usual, we start with a but first, but our but first is usually like light and fluffy stuff like me reviewing movies and books or Yvonne talking about his most recent trip to Disney World or land or wherever he's going next. Um, but this time we're going to have some more serious topics. So it's not really a but first. It's sort of just we're going to talk about the hurricane that hit Puerto Rico and a follow up on the Martha's Vineyard stuff. Um, that's going to be our first segment. I'm, I'm calling it, but first, not, but first, because it is first, but it's not whatever. And I didn't have a nice other name for it. Anyway, then we will do a segment on Trump. Uh, of course, there've been lots of Trump developments this week with the DOJ, with the special master, with the New York attorney general, uh, Yeah, all, all kinds of stuff has happened. We'll talk about it. Uh, and then finally, an international segment. Um, there have been developments in Ukraine and Russia, uh, well, the developments in Ukraine prompted developments in Russia, which are interesting and worth talking about. And then also, uh, there's stuff going on in Iran, um, that I think is worth talking about as well. That seems to be blowing up. Um, and, uh, so that, that's the agenda. That is the plan. Um, so I guess we should start. Um, want to start with the hurricane, Yvonne? Well, yeah, I
0: mean, um, here's the main thing about this hurricane from my perspective. And you know, this is the reason I'm bringing it up now is because this is more of a news story for me, it's a little bit more per- is personal, okay? Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I follow the local news in Puerto Rico pretty closely, regularly, a, a couple of re- couple of reasons. It's not just because my family's there. It's also because I do a lot of business there. Okay. Mm. Um, you know, especially in my recent job, a lot of my customers are based there. Um, so, uh, so, you know, I'll keep track and I talk to people there regularly and, you know, in my family, we got a chat and regular basis and whatnot. And so, um, you know, before the storm, The expectations were, by everybody, was that the storm was going to be pretty far south. It wasn't going to really impact Puerto Rico. That wasn't the expectation. Um, And as it approached and got closer, it became pretty clear that those forecasts were wrong. It was really going to, I mean, either come close, you you know, it it was going to be a lot closer. In the end, it actually, the eye did hit. Puerto Rico. It 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 landed on the southwest coast. Okay, on the furthest most tip of the coast. But that okay. means that a big part of the hurricane
1: was actually on on the island, okay? right? Because isn't northeast the northeast, northeast quadrant usually the strongest area of these? Yes, it right? is. Yeah, okay, at least in the yes, Atlantic Basin.
0: Oh yeah, and so the northeast side really slammed into Puerto Rico. Um. But again, in this case, um, as has happened in some storms, the wind itself wasn't the biggest problem. The amount of rain that fell with this hurricane, I I mean, I've seen other storms. This was just bonkers. I mean, they got 36 inches of rain in, in a very short period of time. I mean, you're talking three feet. Um, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot for anywhere in a day. Um, and so many, many rivers overflowed. There were, I mean, streets, the flooding was in many cases well beyond what anything anybody had ever, uh, seen. Um, and so, um, uh, It was just really, really, really bad. Look, let me just say that a bad omen, the really bad omen, was when the governor was giving the press conference, talking about what they were going to do about the hurricane, the power went out during the fucking press conference, in the middle of it. Okay? Okay. Everybody was like, oh, shit. You know, we we haven't even gotten to the damn storm. Okay? And, and, you know, it's... You know, we already got the power out. Um, so uh, yeah, that was that that was bad. Um, you know, when when that happens, um, uh, and so uh, then on the as the storm is arriving, one of the first things that happens is that my uncle sends us a picture, uh, from where he lives, which he lives on the far east side, which is about a hundred miles away. From where the eye landed mm. on uh, 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 on Puerto Rico, he had bought a brand new pickup truck. Okay, the new pickup truck that he had bought wasn't even for him. He he, he recently because uh, he has been in the car parts business for a long time, has a lot of relationships in that business. Uh, apparently, uh, somebody from an island, a smaller island uh, in the Caribbean. Um, had needed a truck and he was buying it in Puerto Rico to export it to that island. Uh, my uncle, being sometimes just, uh, how can I say, just doesn't think things, some things sometimes. Okay. Well, it wasn't insured.
1: Ah, uh, okay. How, how do you even do that? Well, isn't that like required new. to like... Yeah, but aren't you required to like get it like before you even drive it off a
0: lot to prove you have the insurance? The only you're required to really kind of insurance get is liability insurance. The ah, second okay. thing is that I believe that he bought it in cash because he was going to resell it. Oops. Um, A palm tree fell on the truck. Um, I... I I, it's repairable, okay. But he was selling this truck as new, so Oops. I don't know what the hell he's gonna do with this thing. Like right now, uh, given that you know, uh, yeah, he 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 got, you know, it it it, uh, he, he had a treat. And so when I saw that first happen, I was like, oh shit, oh this can't be good. I mean, I know he's all the way on the East Coast. And this is what's all. this is happening over there? He's that mm-hmm. far? I'm like, damn. Well, soon enough, as we all had feared, pretty sure this was gonna happen, the power on the whole island went out pretty quick. It did not I mean, it didn't take too much. In large part because, well, since Maria hit, you know, back in what the hell was it? Five years ago, we just passed the fifth anniversary. Um. Not a lot of work had really happened on permanent repairs to the electrical grid to get it, you know, anywhere to where it should be from that storm. Um, right. Large, a big problem was that during the Trump administration. Many of the funds had been blocked, that had been authorized for a long time, but also a lot of local incompetence uh, combined with with that. um, And and corruption? Uh, Some corruption, but I I think it's more incompetence at this point than corruption. Not a lot of the money has been spent. If I told Mm. you that they spent a ton of money and they were fixed wrong, then I would tell you, well, it's corruption. Very few of the dollars have been spent. Okay. I mean and people kept asking what the hell are we waiting for? Now over the last couple of years there had been a big change in terms of the electrical system and who managed the electrical system in Puerto Rico. And a private company was hired to do the electrical distribution and the billing transmission that side of the of the business. And uh the the generation was left in a separate company okay um uh, yeah. because because the the grid had been owned by the government for a very long it, it the, the everything the grid was owned by the government now they're doing some kind of public private partnership and there are some private energy producers in Puerto Rico as well but the grid's the problem okay um they had put a board that was supposed to supervise or repair of the grid but the people that are on the board apparently aren't very good at this. And so basically a lot of this work is just not happening. And so the grid is completely, once again, collapsed. Okay. Um, and so uh right now, uh and they got so Harvey dumped like 60 inches of rain over like three or four days. They looked it up for comparison. This storm dropped 36 inches of rain in 24 hours. I mean, the speed at which the rain fell was just, you know, insane. The DML. Um... What I can see right now is that about 25% of the island has gotten the electricity back, which I'm actually that that's good because from Maria uh, at this point, nobody still had
1: power yet. There, mm-hmm. there are a lot of lines. Yeah, cause, Cause that sounds like it's still not that great, but in comparison compared to,
0: befo- compared to
1: before it's
0: pretty damn good. Now I will tell you that a lot of people, I was actually talking to uh, a business contact that I have business. One of the things that, uh, What happened for Maria has created is man, people have their own damn power. So I I was like avoiding contacting this guy and he called me today. I'm like, are you kidding me? After Maria, I got, I got solar power. I got, I got a Tesla power wall over here. I I got power. Mm. Screw this. We can't depend on that shit. So I was like, Oh, you know, and I know that a lot of people have been doing that. I know another friend of mine there that has that it's, in Puerto Rico, that's become a lot more common because right. of what's happened. Well, just just uh, in, in sense general, by point.
1: the way, yeah, it seems like while well, there are some efficiencies to have a centralized grid, if you can figure out sustainable ways to have locally generated power, it seems like that's superior in general. Well, the
0: thing is that with solar panels, right, that they're also kind of a little bit susceptible to... They, they've got by, it they've got by, their own by, issues too
1: which like which which is why the sort of the ideal is probably a hybrid right you have you hand. have the local yeah. stuff you have the network yeah but like ideally rather you know and you can operate that hybrid in various ways but you can
0: operate like he's got it operating on its you know on off the grid mode i mean you can have it on the grid mode off the grid mode you've got that mm-hmm. um excess energy you can go back into the grid you know, you you can t- take energy. Uh, there, there is, you know, there is that. Um, I think that the ideal electrical system that you want is one where distribution is, you know, if I have alternate sources of power, at uh, different places, and that there is energy storage in different locations as well. That that's really yeah. what, what I'm seeing, like right now, and and Puerto Rico is slowly moving towards that. Yeah. But look, uh, it, it, there's long gas lines. Uh, like right now, uh, people, you know, many people have have had um uh, uh, problems. There's been a lot of failures of generators. I've been talking to people. I've been like surprised by how many uh, uh I've seen reported and uh, uh you know certain areas that normally uh, have have backup power to backup generations failed and have been having difficulty getting diesel distribution. But I but I but I heard you know there was announcements that tomorrow there'll be uh, diesel distribution and some things. I, I think the the one thing that was most shocking to me is, you know, in Puerto Rico, you got a lot of houses that are built out of concrete. So, so houses aren't susceptible to being just blown over by the wind. There are certain, there, there definitely are very poor people that still live in housing. That is, that is not like that, but it's, it's the, it's, it's a, it, the fact majority don't live in that type of housing, but, The thing that pisses me off is that there is a lot of people that, um, from the last storm, say they lived in areas that were determined, hey, you know what? Look, where you're living, you can't live there anymore. This area is very vulnerable to a storm. And they were provided uh, buyouts and vouchers so they could move to to other places. But for whatever bureaucratic reason or other thing, whatever, there are people that, after five years, after having been authorized to have their home bought out and being able to have the ability to purchase another
1: home, are still in those houses that were condemned. Okay, just to be clear, you, you said for bureaucratic reasons or whatnot. Is it like really bureaucratic problems, or is it people who just don't want to leave because it's their house? There's a combination of it. The process is so difficult that people
0: were like they wanted to leave, but they They saw so many obstacles to it, it made it so complicated that they just didn't go through with it I mean if you make it that it's it's one of those things where you make it that hard, you're like, "Ah, screw it, you know, even though you're entitled to a to 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 be relocated um so i I saw a lot I was seeing a lot of that. I was seeing houses that were made out of just complete concrete that one of the things that happened was that so much water went through they basically sinkholes developed and that house is just Im- collapsed into the sinkhole. Mm. This is a house made out of concrete. And the thing is that the house itself, the whole structure was intact, but the whole damn house, like just, just sank into the ground. Lovely. Um, that was insane to see. Um, but, uh, here, here's a couple of great things. Okay. Uh, around this. Joe was on the phone with uh, uh, the governor of Puerto Rico. Okay, like very quickly. Joe Biden. Yes, Joe Biden. Um, they've already committed that they're going to uh, waive this rule that was waived for like places like Texas um, in order to be able to uh, get 100% funding for the Reconstruction. So there doesn't have to be a local contribution, especially for things such as uh, the electrical grid and water restoration. Okay, um, so there is a lot of people of FEMA that are already, you know, working on this. So there, there seems to be obviously quite a lot more of a level of uh, commitment and cooperation to getting things uh, uh, repaired. But you know, uh, it, 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 it's it, it's a very difficult time for people uh, in Puerto Rico again. Um, this this just brought back a lot of people um were really you know shit again, this um you know, and it's like especially we never really fully recovered from that storm five years ago. Uh, but it and so you know I mean I I I a conference call today with part of our front of our team and or a few people from our team on the call. They were on the call, but they only really were on the call for a little bit because they were at home with no power. Right. And they were like, well, I'm here on the phone for a little bit, but I can't stay too long because, you know, I'm gonna run out of charge pretty soon. Uh so that's it's it's pretty uh screwed up situation like right now. Um I heard some people uh the gas lines are so bad there are just certain people that were just sleeping in their cars. Or to wait to try to get gas uh, today, um, but but again, contrary to the last time, the fact that there is at least twenty five percent power on the island, and that a lot of that power remained in near to near to San Juan, near the metro, the you know the, or the or capital area means that uh, getting uh, and that's where the biggest port is as well, an airport means that supplies and other things or being able to to move and get there, um, that there's, there's stuff that can happen like right now with a lot more ease than what happened the last time. So mm-hmm. I'm seeing that the federal response right now is obviously more positive. I don't expect uh, Joe Biden to go and like, uh, I don't think uh, he bought any uh, uh, paper towel launchers to go. Nice. To yeah. But so I don't what expect- w- What towels. will
1: everybody do without paper towels though, Yvonne?
0: I don't know. Especially, we're not being thrown at them. So, anyway, um, it's tough, but I I, I do think that it's not as bad as it was last time. Thank God. Um, And
1: this this time, you are not having to personally evacuate relatives. No, 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 uh, no, uh, because I know, you know your family last time around it arranged some flights and stuff. Like well,
0: that. one thing is, you know, the one relative that we had to, to to do something with was like my, 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 my grandmother, but, but the airport is open as far as right. I know right now. You know, back then the problem was that the international airport was closed because there's no power. We, I mean, we had to improvise that, but the airport's open. Um, uh, yeah. So, and, uh, you know, my grandfather, my grandmother, unfortunately, since then passed away. So mm-hmm. uh, my other relatives that are there are a lot younger and and in much better health. Um, so um, able to tough it out for a few weeks if they have. To. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that that's, you know, like my grandmother needed a lot of medical care. Like my 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 brother's like uh, in-laws. Who both passed away since the storm, and and let me just say one thing that I I listen their their deaths were hastened by the storm. It's, I have no doubt about it. I mean, especially because uh, in the case of my brother's in laws who spent many days without dialysis, mm. um, you know, uh, I mean they didn't die at the storm, but their 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 lifespans definitely got shortened by it. That's for sure. Um but uh but right now no nobody in my family that has such uh needs right now uh is in is in any um difficult situation and so um you know we've been chatting online i haven't i mean last time you know we had lost uh all connectivity with with a number of them we we couldn't even get a hold of them period um for days but i i've been able to to talk with people, communicate with people. So, but it, it's a, it's a very rough situation, but I, I, I thankfully it's not as bad as the last time, uh, thank now, God. um, so now I
1: know one thing you mentioned after last time was like huge masses of people just leaving and moving to the States, Florida, New York, wherever. Um, what's the situation in terms of that? Do you think this is going to be a, another prompting of just lots of people to leave and then,
0: I am pretty sure that, that a harder problem. Oh, I'm sure that there will be a uh, another uh, not not b- more another migration, just not as big. Um, you know because it, 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 the, is the area just, where uh, it hit the storm is area with a lot less. The, you know, the bulk of the population of Puerto Rico is in the north and the east, and the hurricane hit the south and the west, so. Um I because it's not as impactful on as many people, uh I don't expect that that it's it'll it'll have that same impact at this point.
1: But are you just generally having an issue where the people who can afford to leave are leaving and so the people that's who been are laughing? For are 25 having issues? years.
0: Yeah. That's been happening for a while. yeah, it mostly so it, really is I would this, say like, has down- been happening more for like uh ever since the the, the Puerto Rican economy has been in a technical recession since the year 2006 2006. Okay. It's been
1: 16 years.
0: It's been in a technical recession.
1: It's insane. Okay. So it, uh, is is this like a death spiral? Is, how, is there a way to pull out and start heading in the right direction again? Yeah. You know, uh,
0: Is there a way? Yes. Is there a will to do it that way, man? I sometimes I I, I don't I, I feel like there so far, uh there hasn't been. There's a lot of factors that are impacting some of some of the stuff. It's like, um, okay, so you've got uh the you've got an aging population, extremely aging population. Okay, all right, uh, uh which is a problem. Okay, in terms of employment and the economies, you've got a extremely aging population, uh, and then uh, a governor came out and said, "Well, we got to close some schools," and nobody wanted to have it. I mean, there aren't kids for the damn schools. You need to close schools, and everybody was like, "Nope." Okay, well, we've lost twenty five percent of our population. Do we really need as many public employees as we have before? No. No, you can't fire a single one, and so people are very reluctant to give up just about anything. But but those people that don't keep giving up, what happens is that the other people line up saying, "Well, I can't take this anymore. It's just it's impossible to continue living like this. We're we're all just it's just this this ship that's just little by little it's just sinking and sinking." because we won't take any tough actions to get it in the right direction and so people just keep leaving and but but it's like but because it's happening so slowly um just people just keep hanging on and so they keep just making it worse i i i don't know what's going to change it i don't know look you've had economies around the world that have had these issues you know Puerto Rico isn't the the only one, or, or probably worse than some others, but but you got to think think of the situation that Japan has been facing for the last twenty plus years, okay? right? Now, Japan is a much richer country than, than, than Puerto Rico is a territory, but still, Japan has been the the economy has basically not grown in over twenty plus years, um, and their debt keeps rising, and an aging population, not a lot of young people, and they just keep muddling through uh so and they don't want to take any actions to make the necessary structural changes to make that ch- to to change that
1: so well and i guess eventually the demographic bulge will work its way through i mean yeah they're going to die at some point <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you
0: know i guess the employees that we haven't fired eventually will die Right. They can't hire any new ones, so I guess they're gonna die.
1: (sighs) Okay. Anything else on the hurricane? No. No. Okay. So moving on, uh, we have you know the the whole flight to Martha's Vineyard and DeSantis and blah blah blah. um, There are now there's now a criminal investigation. There's now a lawsuit. It looks like there's some grifting going on. Um
0: You know, Sam said Sam said earlier as we're discussing the thing. Well, there was a weird thing that happened with it. And I'm like, what what do you mean weird? Well, <laughs> this company that got hired uh had ties to the Santa's people politically, and they paid two to three times the rate that they would normally pay for something like that. And I'm like, well, what the hell's weird about that? I mean, if, if, if right. it wasn't the grift where they didn't try to steal money from the deal, then it would, it would you know, then it would, I mean, you, I'd be shocked, you know? But hey, the fact that they also did this as a stunt and that they may have broken the law and that they, you know, they broke broken the law in terms of like lying to these people and like, you know, getting them to, to this place, you know, by, by illegal acts. And they also used it as a grift to, like, steal money. That, yes. that seems and, like and, about and,
1: far for the course. For- and there were going to be other flights, but then they canceled it to, to sort of fool <laughs> the press. But they paid for it anyway. Um, oh,
0: they paid for it anyway. Oh, that sounds great.
1: At least maybe. I, I don't know. Like, some of this is still, like, you know, developing news. There are always things that turn out not to be quite right. Um but like, you know, part of the interesting stuff, right, the, apparently the law that DeSantis was using for this was related to moving illegals in Florida. And there are a couple of things. One, they weren't illegal. They were right. they were asylum seekers that had filled out the right paperwork and they were waiting for their hearings, et cetera. So they weren't illegal. And two, of said, course, we're they in weren't Florida. in Florida. They weren't in Florida. Yes, exactly. He had to co- go collect some in Texas. And and of course, like you said, uh, they they were collected under false pretenses as well. They, they right. were they were made promises. They were handed a fake brochure. There, all all kinds of crap. And it's like, and and you know, I've heard some a people woman say, called
0: "Perla, uh, yes, Perla, Perla, Perla,"
1: um, and a. a, a Apparently in the second time, the one they were going to send to Delaware, but didn't, they'd already collected a bunch of people and they left them stranded in like a hotel or somewhere, wherever they were putting them up, waiting for the flight. Um, So I I don't know. And I, I guess the thought was this would go over great with the base, and i know you talked last week about how this might backfire with venezuelans in florida
0: it is backfiring with
1: uh, them. but but in addition to that like in in terms of they are investigating whether something illegal happened i heard i've heard some people make commentary of like yeah this is obviously despicable contact, conduct but it's unclear exactly which laws they may have violated and if so what to do about it but there seems to be all kinds of potential areas where things might have not followed the law. Um but I don't know if anything will come of that or not, but but I don't know. What what do you think of where this is at the moment, Yvonne?
0: I mean it, it, my whole thing about it is it seems to be look, if you grab a whole bunch of people, you lie to them to get them to board on a on a flight, Promise them all of these things that aren't there, uh, in order to get this this thing that they wanted, which is just a a, a political photo op. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I, I, it seems to me that they did certain things that could be seen as fraud, okay, because they they you know they used. Government money to pay for this activity that to to lie to people to convince them to to take a flight to to go somewhere with promises that were false it's, it's like the, there,
1: sure you, you look at that and you're, whole damn thing exactly you look at that kind of thing and say there has to be a law that was broken here if not there needs to be a law that would right, some of this. Now you know the Republicans at the same time are going through. You know, like a- after a day or two at Martha's Vineyard, they they moved the people to uh, a-, a military base in Cape Cod, uh, where there were better services, et cetera, and a whole bunch of these, you know, Republican knuckleheads were like, "Look, look, look!" They expelled them. They got rid they could only handle these people for forty eight hours, and we have to deal with them all the time. you know I expect them there, there's nobody in
0: Martha's Vineyard right now you know the these like uh uh I call it uh seasonal vacation spots during the off season they're pretty much empty so they they weren't getting them away from like because they were interrupting like I don't know Barack Obama's dinner or something. <laughs> they they were in a place where there was like
1: no nothing for them to do. The, I think the key. I think the key here is that they were working with all of the individuals involved to figure out what they needed and where they went right where they needed to go and trying to work that out Um and. You know, did they move them to somewhere that where they could get services more quickly? Absolutely they did. And you could say, well, you know, why didn't they just let them all stay in Martha's vineyard forever?" But that's not what any of those people wanted anyway. Like yes. one of the things that came up was part of part of what they did when they got these people on the plane um, is they filed paperwork saying with where they were going. With all kinds of lies about where they were going. Correct. So, you know, and they were getting court dates. So like they had some of these people, like they ended up with court dates at the lo- at the closest immigration offices to where this paperwork said they were going. But since they lied... Uh, on the paperwork.
2: Well, well, not, not the people, not,
1: not, not the people lied. The, the, this was sort of the, the, the people who were organizing this sort of filled this paper out and made them sign it and whatever. Um, but like, yeah, they were shipped them to Martha's vineyard, but they had court cases all over the country on Monday, like two days later or whatever that they would get in trouble for missing. Right. And so it was intentionally setting themselves up. the, The people who set this up, I started to say set themselves up. That's wrong. The people who set this up were intentionally setting up situations which would get these people in trouble with the immigration authorities. Of course, you know, they got to Martha's Vineyard and were all instantly hooked up with lawyers. So, right. yeah, which is where, you know, I, I saw some commentary of like, you know, once the lawsuit, like, once the class action lawsuit was uh, filed, uh, people... Posting things along the lines of, "Well, what what did you expect if you ship fifty of these people to Lawyer Island?" <laughs> yeah, basically, exactly. You know, I mean, Jesus, it's exactly what they did. So I don't know. Um, and it, but the thing is, though, like they they try you would hear some of them try to explain their actions and like the point that they were trying to make. Like there are the, you know, the, the Biden administration does have various things in place to move people around the country to places where they can get more support and stuff like that. There are things that happen along those lines as part of regular. So it's like, well, what, what, what why is this any different? Well, and then uh, also saying things like, "Well, we want to show these northern states what we're going through down here uh, in, in the border states because they have no idea." Um, I I can sort of see like the idea behind that, but this doesn't do that.
0: No, this is they, just... they were they, listen. They they did completely the opposite. They went and they they purposely made it like set them up. To fail in obtaining their, you know, in in getting their legal rights as a as as asylum seekers, they actually were set, trying to set them up to fail, so they would be seen as violators. Right. And that's that's the main thing that they did. Um. I mean, I mean, they, they, I mean, to, to me, there's a there's fraud in here is the main thing where I think that they can nail nail them for it I mean because he set up a whole complete scam and fraud I mean they lie lo- they made you know they made these people to through this person to file false information you know with you know with the immigration authorities okay I mean so that's just fraud right there mm-hmm. start with that one i mean you know then you could work your 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 way up the chain on this. But it, it's just, you know, I, I find it that they're just despicable. I mean, the whole, whole damn thing. I mean, they really wanted to set these people up to just get in trouble with the law. There were legal immigrants. They had rights. And these guys just tried to scam them into losing their rights.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I honestly, like, I don't. Put a high chance that this is going to end up like Desantis gets indicted or something, um, but yeah, who knows? I mean, and if it does, it's going to be like a year plus down the road. It's not like nothing, you know. I, but it, it feels like there's there's going to be some investigations, maybe something. But I I, I don't I don't know. I, I feel like this I is the kind the, of thing. The
0: whole damn funny thing is that what I, I I'm I'm really just 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 confused i don't understand I, I mean what the hell he was trying to gain with this whole damn thing because you know people are saying well florida doesn't have a board, international border you guys fucking don't listen we get people land we got boats full of people landing here all the time all the damn time all right now, what I do think that happened, especially with this community they, they in Texas, because, you know, there isn't a the big Venezuelan community in
1: Texas. Okay? Right. I mean, what DeSantis said was the reason we, we, we preemptively got them from Texas, because we've got statistics that say most of the people who land in Texas from, it was Venezuela, right? From Venezuela, Venezuela uh, end up in Florida eventually. So we just preemptively did this before they could get here. I mean, but you know, it's just to, to, but we
0: get so many of them that come here directly anyway, you didn't have to go get them in Texas that now, now what would have happened is the reason why he had to go to fish them in Texas instead of here is because if they would have been here, they would have been with a community. They already know. So therefore everybody would have thought, what the fuck is this shit? You know, what is the scam? What's this bullshit? But because they were in Texas and they weren't in their community, then they could easily convince them of this lie, of this dupe, and get them to do this thing. That's what it seems like to me at this point. Um, you know, it, because if they were Mexican, they couldn't have done it because you know Texas also has a very large Mexican community. Uh, it's it, it just he, he just picked he, he purposely picked on. Let me find. The most vulnerable in a place where they're extremely vulnerable, and you know, lie and screw with them. <laughs> just unfucking real. I just, I'm just, I- I'm just... yeah, we get plenty of illegal people arriving here all the damn time. And, and you, know, uh, you know, so I, I-, I just, I, I, I guess that if he did it, I I I I I think that DeSantis wanted to do this, but at the same time, if he did it here in Florida,
1: it probably would have looked worse for him. Whereas, like Abbott's doing this with buses all the time, like right? Sending buses to New York, sending buses here, sending buses there. Like, in the same time, like, I- I've heard a number of interviews with uh, the mayor of New York, the Adams, I guess, is the current mayor of New York, mm-hmm. talking about how they are actually struggling to keep up yeah. the volume of folks that Abbott is sending to New York City. Uh, we had a couple buses show up at the vice president's residence in D.C., uh, and D.C. has also said that they are, you know, they need more resources to keep up, um, and, you know, it's, it's like... Just as a fundamental basis, if if folks are going to stay in the country, um, I can see the idea that okay, well, at least spread them out all over the country, right? Right. But what's but, happening, but
0: he's trying to concentrate them all in one place that already gets a bunch of them in the first place.
1: Yeah, and, and then you you have to match the resources so that you know where you are where you are settling people, you give resources, um, and you know. And, and, and it would be healthy to spread it out, right? But but, but let's but, be clear about one thing.
0: Let's be clear about one thing. The main thing that Abbott and DeSantis are harping about is a complete lie. The, this administration is not doing thing anything about the immigration problem. And all you guys are doing are just encouraging more illegal immigration, blah, blah, blah. Hell, they just broke a record for apprehensions last month two
1: million and and so this whole stunt is wait, 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 just, just to be clear that was two million year to fiscal year to date it wasn't two million in a month right man it's just that's i was greater looking at a th-
0: two million two million year to date, which is a record right record for this time of year yes wait hang on one second because i i, I actually would have been looking at that and i was just stunned i was like wait uh 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 let me let me validate that st- stat. I
1: believe it was fiscal year to date with the fiscal year ending border in. Border
0: apprehensions oh. record by the end of June, border more month, 1.74 million, breaking a record from the total number during the 2021 fiscal year. So, yes, yeah, so it was for the fiscal year. The two million was for the yes. Border apprehensions exceed two million this year. It was for the year, yes. But it, it, it breaks a record. I mean, Trump never even stopped that many. And these yeah. assholes are saying that, you know, the Democrats in Washington
1: are not doing anything about the border. It's just such a lie. Yeah. So anyway, the, the, I think part of the difficulty is, here is, you know, you've got these state authorities operating out of band. You've got the national situation that's set up for this, not, not set up for the volume and not handling it properly. There's certainly all kinds of stuff messed up. You know, you hear people every once in a while bring up again, you know, well, you need a comprehensive immigration reform, blah, blah, blah. That right, hasn't but been we at- have
0: we tried to do it for the last I mean, the last guy. Yeah, The, the last know-
1: time it was seriously attempted was in the George W. Bush administration, and, it, and failed. it failed. And no one's really tried it since because the the Republicans and Democrats have fundamentally different ideas of what the solution would look, but look like. Look, let's be clear about this, okay? I mean the
0: republicans torpedoed w yes or four yeah yes it was the republicans Well, 100% so the problem yeah. is that right now that for republicans heartline on immigration is a winning thing with their base period that's that's all that that's all this is nothing else
1: yeah it's like f- fundamentally thing. like i think that the the disconnect right is that Democrats' solution to this would, I mean, look at me, you know, I'm pretty much more an open borders kind of person, and I think you are too from our previous conversation, Yvonne. But, like, at the very least, like, you could look at this as a supply and demand problem. That there is a huge demand for people to come into this country, and we have lots of places where we could use additional people in this country. Um, and so as part of a democratic style solution to this, you would figure out how to let more people in, in a controlled way, and in, in, a, and in a way that would benefit society as a whole. So you would think about things like I, I'm talking about, like, oh, okay, you want to come? Let's take some of the places who've been dramatically losing population, right. and and industry and blah, blah, blah. And let's get some people in there to revitalize those areas. And so you you, you try to arrange where people go to some degree. Now, not completely. I mean, if you're letting people in, it's a free country. They can go where the hell they want to go. Right. And, And certainly there are places that people want to go and people, places they don't, but you could You could set up the necessary resources. So like the democratic solution would be, yes, we're going to let more people in. Yes, we're going to build more paths to citizenship. Yes, we're going to put in place additional resources and supports to make sure that when these people come in, they have a path to success and aren't going to be a burden on the system, but instead they will help invigorate the economy and will be an overall net plus to society that would be like what the democratic solution would look like at this moment. The Republican solution is basically build a wall is build a wall and I, and, and stop letting people in, or at the very least stop letting Brown people in.
0: I, um, I none, heard, of, none of these listen,
1: Republicans give a shit if somebody from Eastern Europe comes in. Right. Listen, I, I
0: know that this, this, this issue is controversial here, but it, it isn't just here. It's, it's in a lot of countries. And, uh, you know, with the Queen's death, I was I was listening to something that we were talking about. Some of the...
1: Get back to the microphone, Yvonne.
0: Oh, sorry. I thought I was looking at it. Sorry about that. Uh, I was hearing about what was happening now with the new prime minister in the UK and what some of the immigration policies that dear old uh, Boris and some of his recent predecessors have been doing, especially in the light of Brexit, okay? I had heard something that right now, That when they uh, were apprehending illegal migrants in the UK, that they were deporting them to random countries in Africa. Well, a a lot to Rwanda, specifically. A lot to Rwanda, specifically. But they were also doing some random stuff. Mm -hmm. To fucking Rwanda. Hey, what the fuck is that kind of shit? We talk about it, you may do stuff here, but boy. I mean these guys, Jesus, Christ, and by the way, you know the u k is having you know quite a serious bunch of economic problems in large part caused because of their restrictions on immigration and um uh and brexit uh you know uh that kind of stuff um so yeah, I mean, this this entire immigration stance to me and just not figuring out uh, any reasonable immigration path is just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And yeah, I mean, it, yeah, doing yeah. this it, kind it, of stunts it, it, and just playing politics with people that are Especially from Venezuela, which to me is just such an affront. I mean, because they're leaving a country that is basically turned into a failed state. Where uh, friends of mine have had uh, relatives die because it's impossible to get medicine or health services. Uh, I I have a a person who worked with me uh, at HP for a long time that his father lived there and he refused to leave. The day that he got really sick, uh, they took him to five, six different hospitals, and none would receive him. They couldn't, and they didn't have the medicines. And he just died, basically, for lack of access to any healthcare. Yep. And that's that's a and that's a that's a that's a that's a, a regular occurrence in Venezuela the amount of violence that happens on a daily basis in venezuela i had friends of mine kidnapped shot at um i had a coworker of ours murdered at hb on his way to the airport once um you know people don't get it that these people are are in a regime that is basically uh uh, uh, uh he calls himself a socialist. He is a fascist dictator. Uh, suppresses everything. Just uh, any any economic gains are only for his friends, and and violence. It's one of the most violent places in the world. And so these people are fleeing that. And what he does is fuck with them. It's
1: disgusting. Well, yeah, you know, I, I think the uh, uh, a key part of this, and then we really got to move on, um, is. You know, I I mentioned, you know, they'd be fine with the people who weren't brown. But another part of it, aside from, you know, the obvious racial element, is simply this, the anti-immigration crowd, and this goes across many, many countries, seems to just as a core belief have the notion that their culture should be static. And so the idea of people coming in who have different ideas and different culture is automatically threatening because they no, don't am. want because they don't want anything to ever change. And whereas like it seems it seems to me like I and I know it's a completely different worldview, to me, the change is what makes things vital and interesting. And like of course you want it to be continuously changing. If you had if you were to look at this country now and look at it a hundred years from now If it was roughly the same and people were acting the same way and had this exact same values, I'd say something went horribly wrong. Tucker Carlson would tell you that you're a psychopath. Yeah. And and I've heard
0: him say it directly
1: on TV. That I'm a psychopath? Well... Not not you, but a, a person that, multi, that things multiculturalism like that. and that change is good and all that kind of. Yes, stuff. Yes, and that having like you know having people who you know who look different
0: than you living in your neighborhood is horrible. Right, he said that. I mean, I've heard him say it flat out. I wanted to punch him dead in
1: the face. You know, I I, I don't live in the most diverse place in the universe, but like when I am. You know, just the other day I was I was uh, dropping Alex off or picking him up from school or whatever. And you notice the wide variety of people like, you know, you have a whole bunch of skin tones. If you listen carefully, you probably hear more than English going on, you know, and, and I'm not even like in a place where there's maximum. I'm not like in the middle of Manhattan or something, you know, with, with crazy diversity going on. You know, but there's, I, I like that. I want that. If, if, every, if every single person coming out of that school looked like little clones, I, it would be horrible. You know, I mean, I, I was sending
0: out a text message re- related to my wife's birthday to a group of people. And I, I, I love that. One of the first things I had to ask, Hey, do all these people speak Spanish and English? And I, I had to make sure I'd send a message in English because there were so few people didn't speak Spanish. So, therefore,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Like you know, I, I walk down my own street, and like there, there are all kinds of ethnicities as you walk up and down the street, and that's how it should be. God damn it! Yeah, I know. Sorry. You know. <sighs> okay. We we have gone almost an hour on our butt first. Our butt first, not butt first. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, uh, and we'll start doing Trump stuff. Back- Trump! Yes, yes. In, in your convoice, right? In your Kirk's yelling convoice. Yes. Yeah. I recognized it. I could tell what you were doing there. Okay. We'll be back after this. Do, do, do! This podcast is sponsored by AlexMzilla.com. Alex Emsla is great, it's on YouTube, and it has lots of fun videos.
2: Alex Emsla is awesome and great.
1: I love his videos, and they are obviously better than Curmudgeon's Corner.
2: Well, they're funnier, they're more interesting.
1: And frankly, he seems at least a little smarter than either of the hosts of Curmudgeon's Corner. Honestly, it's ridiculous how endlessly
2: talented and phenomenal Alex Emzola is.
1: That's how great his YouTube channel is.
2: A L E X M X E L
1: A dot com.
0: Yes. Do, do, do.
1: Okay, we're back. So. Donald Trump. Oh, I, 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 just real quick, the that company that they paid for the flights. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The 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 two connections. Apparently, it's tied to the guy who's the state immigration czar for Florida, and to yeah. Matt Gates, and to Matt Gates.
0: Oh yes, I uh, saw that. That that uh, well, you know, I mean, and
1: they the they they, but they primarily do helicopters, and apparently, I heard like Russian helicopters. They're like the one company in the country that's authorized to fly Russian helicopters. (laughs) Um, But because they primarily do helicopters, they actually had to subcontract the flights to some company in Ohio that does executive travel. (laughs) And I'm sure that company in Ohio is probably owned by somebody or other. Seems like completely all of the up and up. Yeah. Okay. Donald Trump time. Speaking of up and up. Uh, (laughs) let let's start with the document stuff um the main development since we last spoke is that donald trump is a loser over and over and over yes. again he's not he's not very good at winning this stuff so let's... let let's start with um the yeah I, I i i think when we recorded last week's show doj was just about to appeal or maybe they just had In the meantime, the special master had been appointed and was ramping up. Uh, So he actually started getting underway this week. He brought them in, brought the DOJ and Trump's attorneys in, had some preliminary conversations. Uh, But the bottom line is he wasn't having any of the Trump team shit at all. (laughs) Yep. You know, uh, he he immediately uh, put them on the hook about, Uh, first of all, timelines. He was going to go shorter than they wanted. Uh, He was going to say, you know, for all of the documents, he was going to want detailed information on exactly what they were wanting to do on the classified documents. Uh, He wanted an argument from them on that. And then that was cut off because yeah, he he. So first, first of all, the special master indicated, sort of, in the initial conversation, he wasn't buying any of their bullshit about classified documents. He was saying like. Why shouldn't I just believe that these are classified because they're saying they're classified? You're not even. Are you going to claim they're not classified? And they're like, oh no, we don't want to make that claim right now. And he's like, well, if you're not making that claim, they say classified. I'm pretty much leaning towards saying they're classified and and dispensing with it right there because it's that simple. And then he went off and was going to think about it for a day or two. And meanwhile, the three judge panel on the Eleventh Circuit unanimously ruled on the hundred classified documents that, yeah, anything the Trump team was saying was bullshit. And the uh, Department of Justice could proceed to do everything that they were doing before in terms of using those documents for, for their investigation. They didn't have to give them to Donald Trump. They were not part of the scope of the special master. Basically gave DOJ everything they asked for and then even though they didn't have to, spent 20-plus pages going into detail on exactly everything that first judge had done wrong right. and what the Trump lawyers – and how the Trump lawyers' arguments were nonsense. Um, and, and so then it went back to the Special Master, and it's like, well, the classified documents are – are done, but here, by the way, for all the other eleven thousand documents, here's what we're going to need to do: uh, the Trump team is going to have to review them on a document di- doc- document by document basis, and for anything that they want to claim some sort of privilege on, they have to say which of these six categories of privilege they are claiming and give detailed explanations on why they're claiming them uh, on every, in any place where they disagree with the DOJ, then I will look into it. Um, and oh, by the way, at one point you said that you thought the DOJ had planted some of these documents. Please be specific on exactly which ones you think they planted and why you think that. <laughs> I and, mean, and he's moving swiftly. He's, he's like, swiftly. he gave them a calendar says they are going to get, um, the the Trump team is going to get a copy of the documents, start getting copies on the 26th, I believe. I think that's Monday. Um, and they are going to get them in a rolling fashion. So, and then they are expected to return them on a rolling fashion. Every week they will have a deadline of a certain number they have to get back to uh, the judge. And, uh, you know, and he's got a really aggressive deadline and a number of the, so any, like they, first of all, they were trying to keep the classified doc they were trying to get access to the classified documents and get them sent back to trump and kept them out of the doj's hands all of that was eviscerated this week and it's like no those are doj's forget about it you you can't you don't even have anything to say about them and then even for the rest of the documents it's an extremely aggressive schedule And the special master is like, you have to give me all of this detail on all of these. You can't just sort of vaguely say, "Oh, I think this is executive privilege." No, no, you have to take a specific document, tell me which privilege is implicated and why. By the way,
0: the 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 privilege they were mostly talking about, I was reading into ruling, was more attorney-client privilege. uh, You know, well, well, this uh, is uh, the whole thing. This product.
1: this is the uh, whole thing. The, 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 this process is normally met for attorney-client privilege. But what the Trump lawyers were trying to do – was implicate executive privilege without actually saying it because they knew that sort of was iffy but like the, the all of these documents already went through a potential review for attorney client privilege and the ones right. that were that was applicable for were already separated so like you know it, it, the, the trump folks were implying that all of these other things append Potentially apply here, but their arguments were always really, really thin and not specific. And what the special master here is doing is saying, "Look, if you want to make any of these arguments, you have, you have to actually make them." The other you thing you can't just sort of vaguely imply that oh something's going on. No, well, you, well, you the pick a specific thing, document and tell me.
0: Listen, but the, but the other thing that also happened with it is that look, r- related to the classified documents itself. In terms of how clearly it, it 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 was spelled out that they weren't his, because what 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 was made clear was a even if he declassified them, the documents there were still the pro was still owned by the
1: by by the U.S. Yeah, government. And, and, the and the classification
0: didn't fucking matter. Yeah, period. The,
1: the appeals court specifically called the classification era, issue a red herring, and right. said that it was irrelevant, etc. And still, you have Donald Trump on TV saying he declassified them all, and it right. was. And, and, and he only, yeah, he only had to think about it. He didn't have to say anything. It was just automatic. And, and meanwhile, meanwhile in court, none of his lawyers have ever claimed that because they know it's bullshit. And and the appeals court has already said, and even if it was, it didn't matter. They still, You still didn't know them anyway. Right. Period. They're not your documents. They are not your documents. And, and again, this comes back to like, Donald Trump's complete inability, well, at least it seems like an inability to recognize the difference between his personal interests and the, and the interests of the country and the presidency. Like this is a distinction that has never made sense to him, that he doesn't understand whatever, you know, he, he felt like, you know, he, he was president. He could do whatever he wants. What the fuck are these rules? Right of course everything's mine. They were yeah, they I was president. Everything's mine, right? Yeah. Um and he's getting this entire week he's just been slapped down on that stuff. Like and the 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 federal appeals the three judges, two of them were ones he appointed. Right? Now, we had talked multiple times about like, you know, well, at this point with it, how many he's appointed, blah, blah, blah. You never know, especially the way this first judge, Cannon, has been acting. Right. You know, she she completely was like, oh, give Trump whatever he wants. But at least this next well, level let's be up. Cleared. She she did more than that. The
0: The lawyers came in and they, they filed something that was incoherent and incompetent and mm-hmm. almost did their work for them. Yes. Okay. Um. Because they were incoherent and incompetent. Uh, And gave him, you know, all of this latitude uh, with this uh, that he shouldn't have had because of precisely how clear it was that it doesn't matter. These documents don't fucking belong to you. Right. Uh, and that that that's I think is the key. Uh. And so. About the only thing that could be argued was that if there was anything in there that potentially was, you know, attorney client privilege stuff for some reason. Mm-hmm. But but again, the FBI, you know, DOJ had done that review. Yeah, so, and one
1: one of the things the appeal court said is look, there's a four-point test for some of this, and we'll go through all four points, but point one was that you have to show actual malfeasance by the FBI that they, they did something wrong, intentionally wrong where they were trying to screw you. And they said right up front, there's, you didn't even claim that she should have, she should have dismissed this all out of hands after that first point. Um, so anyway, the, the, the point is he's had a really bad week with the documents. Um, and the FBI is now, um, Green light go. And by the way, she had, to, she had to
0: actually, by the way, and she had to actually, she already struck her, 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 you know, the judge, listen, the appeals court said that, and she,
1: she struck her, her ruling yeah. of that piece. Yeah. Just, just oh, done. Out. Yeah. It, 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 happened very quickly, which it probably had to, um, but yeah the the f the f b i now has the green light to go full speed ahead on the investigation again using the hundred classified documents uh the rest of these eleven thousand documents uh yeah they they're willing to wait for like i i think they think they're relevant to their investigation but the key was the hundred documents and so they're going full speed full speed ahead and we'll see uh what else they do and win um as we've said many times before i don't think we expect any indictments or anything before the november elections uh and possibly not till next year but they're they're able to proceed and they were on hold for a couple of weeks and now they're good to go now technically speaking donald trump uh could appeal this to scotus um or to the full 11th circuit uh i have not yet heard that they're actually going to um maybe they will, but they got slapped down so damn hard. Yeah. Like this was two of his own judges plus an Obama judge, uh, ruling unanimously in a way that basically said, you guys are completely full of shit. You have absolutely nothing here. I I heard today, Trump,
0: when all is whining and bitching about what's going on, uh, that he called the national archives, some (laughs) kind of like left wing, Yes. Neat fascist, you know, neo Nazi organization out to get him. I have to admit that I have been alive now for almost 52 years. I had never I've been to the archives. Uh I had never heard the National Archives be referred to in that way by any
1: living politician. You, you know, you know, archivists and librarians, <laughs> they are well known for being, you know, anti-Fa activist, liberal communists, uh who do everything they do is all about going after Donald Trump.
0: Yes, that's that is what it seems like, according to to Donald. Yes. I, now, I was just. You know what he, he, you know, the worst thing is that, you know, I try to avoid to hear any, any clips where Donald Trump speaks. Although <laughs> I've noticed that now that he's not president anymore, I'm a little bit more okay now. Okay. to okay. Hear it, Yeah. Because it's like, well, this fucker isn't president right now. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit feel better about it. But when I heard this, this whole thing come out of him, at first I was just like, wait, what is he referring to? Wait! What? Oh my God! Wait! He's saying this about the the National Archives? Oh like, like uh, Okay. Just, I, I I was just taking. I was just a little bit surprised. Just it just well surprised because I just
1: never heard such vitriol used against the National Archives. Well, you know, it, again, it's the the whole mindset is you know they are either doing your bidding or they're the enemy. Yes, basically. Oh,
0: that's that's yeah, exactly so. right.
1: Have you visited
0: the National Archives? Have you been to, you been to <laughs> I, see the,
1: when I, the when, when, uh, when, when I was a kid. When I was a kid. Or, or maybe a teenager. I don't I know. Think, I, 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 mean, I, I, I rem- my wife to see I it remember like, seeing the Declaration and the Constitution yeah. under the glass and all that, but it, it was cool. a long, long time ago. I you know, at the, at, Let's say at the very least... I was no older than my mid-twenties, but I think it was younger than that. No, I did go
0: the last time I took my wife. She had not visited Washington, D.C., and I did take her, uh, you know, back in 08, I think it was, 08, around there. She hadn't visited D.C., so I did take her to the, that. That's the last time I went to see it. Still good. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, you know, going through all of that stuff,
1: Smithsonian and the archives and all that stuff. It's pretty Yvonne, cool. if, if you read that constitution and that declaration, you are just indoctrinating yourself as a communist.
0: Uh, oh, uh, that's oh, that's it. Oh, shit. Well, I forgot about that. Damn. I have to go anyway, back to my okay, so, my so we, collect- have all the, we,
1: we have all this document stuff. Uh, only remaining thing is we still haven't heard a damn word after all of this. Not even an attempted explanation from Donald Trump on why he actually had any of this shit. Like he's tried to deflect everything around that question, but not not even an excuse. Just radio silence on like why he actually had any of this shit. I
0: mean, because he's a hoarder?
1: Well, we've heard this from other people. We haven't heard directly from him. We have heard from other people that it's simply because he likes to keep souvenirs. That's all. Now,
0: you know. I I, I yeah. That that could be the main reason, but I'm sure that I, uh, but I, I also, as I've mentioned before, truly believe that a big thing about this whole thing is the way that he operates and how any of this gives him some kind of currency for him to. Yeah. Yeah, totally.
1: Totally. Now in that inter, the same interview, he said he could declassify things with his mind he also mentioned that maybe the DOJ was looking in Mar-a-Lago for Hillary Clinton's deleted emails
0: <laughs> inside the
1: folders on the floor. Well, the the fol- the FBI put the folders on the floor for taking well, that evidence- They were man, in a man, box. No,
0: no, no, no. Now I understand. So so he's like you, so he printed all the emails.
1: Yes, he has Hillary Clinton's email. No, now he w- Hannity so he went to the h- government and
0: printed all the emails the government had, and so they are there in some kind
1: of pile. Yeah. So, so Hannity actually stopped him when he was like <laughs> the FBI. The FBI is looking for Hillary Clinton's emails, and he's and Hannity is like, "Wait, you, you had Hillary Clinton's emails?" <laughs> he's like, and he's like, "Oh no, no, they thought I had them." Oh uh, yes, of course, right and that's why you know you were holding
0: him over there secretly.
1: Yes. Anyway, it, it, if you actually listen to the st- it, so much of the defense here is incoherent and self-contradictory because it's not intended as the it, it's intended for his public who doesn't care about any of that shit or truth or what actually happened. It's you know the the You can see just the way the lawyers have had to jump through hoops saying, well, this may have happened or maybe this. They don't actually make any direct claims of Jack. Um, So anyway. Okay. While all this was going on with documents, meanwhile, things happened in New York. What happened in New York, Sam? Um, Attorney General Letitia James um, filed a lawsuit against Donald Trump. Donald Jr, Eric Trump, um not Tiffany Trump, Tiffany Trump is okay. Ivanka Trump and a variety of Trump legal entities around the Trump organization for a decade of all sorts of fraud.
0: Wow. Is that bad?
1: And- <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm asking for a friend. Is that bad? Oh no, Could that it's be fun. potentially it's bad. Fine. It's fine.
1: Um, She also made uh, criminal referrals to the IRS and the Southern District of New York because she thinks a whole bunch of laws uh, were violated. She also mentions that she thinks a whole lot of state laws were violated, um, but she didn't say she was passing them over to the Manhattan DA because she's already been working with the Manhattan DA and the Manhattan DA made a... Um there was, there was a whole big thing if you remember about him deciding not to go after Trump uh a number of months ago they are going after the Trump org though and they made a statement after this saying their investigation is still active so potentially don't count them out either I guess um but yeah so and, and the the penalties they asked for um are you know huge amounts of money uh, making sure all of these people cannot operate businesses in New York in the future, taking away, I guess, the, the incorporation license or something like that, um, a variety of other things. Uh, basically, if they if they get all of these things, yeah, you know, the, is the Trump org dead, Yvonne, if they actually get all of this thing or is there some way for it to limp on?
0: I mean, if they get them on all of this, it's kind of hard for the damn thing to survive. I mean, you know, look, this is the kind of way that company, you know, uh, companies like say
1: uh, Anderson Consulting and others have like
0: died
1: because they also said they can't get any they can't get any loans from any financial institution that correct. does business in New York, which is basically all of them, um, not all right, of them, but you, you know what I mean, yeah, uh, and ver- various other things. Now, and the the. The document supporting this lawsuit was something like 222 pages long. I did not read it, I must say. But I, I,
0: I was extremely busy with work today. I, I would have loved to have read it. But, but I mean, I was literally working, not exaggerating until nine o'clock tonight.
1: Yeah. Well, apparently, the, you know, without having read it and only having read commentary on it and some whatever. Basically, it's just full of very detailed specifics of situations where, you know, they uh, – uh, uh, the the bulk of it is related to pricing properties and, you know, like Mar-a-Lago in one case was – Priced ten times its likely actual value. there are all kinds of examples of apparently hundreds of individual instances that they can point out where these kinds of things were done. Um, but they have it backed up with all sorts of documentary evidence. Uh, they've got quotes from emails and text messages, and they've got uh, you know tons of documents of all all different stripes. Uh, that can specifically show that in one context they said it was worth this much, and in the other context they said it was worth that much. And in some cases they've got direct uh, Uh, documentation of uh, like Donald Trump getting an evaluation from a quote-unquote neutral third party and then just ignoring it and putting his own number on it. Okay, so by the way,
0: uh, fraud in loan applications like this, which is basically what he's doing, by uh, applying for a loan and lying about the value of the collateral. I mean, you know, making fault, you know, representations he knows are false is a federal crime as right. well. Um, Hence the referral to the SDNY. Right. Uh I mean, and it's it, and you think, uh, ah, whatever. Nobody gets prosecuted by that, like that. That's bullshit. I, I well, know, I've heard a whole bunch of people, people say that have gone to jail. I, wait, for that.
1: I, I've heard a whole bunch of people say, "Well, maybe this isn't going to go too far because this is just normal in New York real estate. Everybody does it."
0: No, I I know I know specifically real estate developers that have gone to jail for this. Okay, over this. Over Mm -hmm. making fraudulent claims about the value of the assets that are securing the loans. Yes, this is not something that if, you know, people that get caught with this
1: fucking go to jail. And I'll also say there is a difference, like, you you probably should be more aggressive about prosecuting this at all levels, but there's still a difference between someone saying, oh, I have to estimate the value of this. And it's within this range. So let me pick the top end of this range because there's a reasonable justification right. for yes. it. And I, 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 you know, maybe I'm pushing it a little bit, but I can make an argument versus what Donald Trump here was doing versus what Donald Trump was doing here, which was in some cases like 10 times the actual fucking value. Right. This isn't just like, there's a reasonable range and I'm like picking the upper end of the reasonable range. No, that's fraud. Which even there, by the way, you know... Like I said, they should probably be cracking down a little bit more on that. But you know, there is a natural but, like, listen, but there, there is a judgment range. call on it. There of is
0: this. a judgment call. You can get three appraisals you will get different prices. However, the appraisals will probably be within a range, you know. Yeah. And, and what you know, there are there are reasonable estimates where you can go probably you can vary up and down 10, 20, 30%. But you know, when you're saying 10 times, listen, that is beyond Oh God! Standard deviations of what the hell a mistake is is way beyond it. It's there is no rational yeah, and, and, justification. And the,
1: the, to say the 10x that this was, is that. Yeah, and the, the 10x was one of the worst ones, but like most of them were well, well, well beyond what you could reasonably claim. And apparently, the the, the detail they have though uh, is documentation that they knew these were bullshit estimates. Right. It's it's not just like, oh, they made an innocent mistake or they really thought it was worth that much. No, they absolutely fucking knew. Ah. Well, uh, what else is Donald Trouble? Donald Trouble? I like that name, Donald Trouble. Donald Trouble. One One other question about this, and let me ask you this. Like, we knew, like, this stuff was going on. Like, potentially for decades, right? Like, I mean... People were suspicious of Donald uh, like in the eighties, right? Listen, I mean listen, well, why did listen. they not Donald, listen they, they, wait, wait, the, wait. The, the, the attorney general right now said that this investigation was prompted by Michael Cohen's testimony to Congress like a year and a half ago, whenever that was. Like, why yeah, we've we've been talking about Donald Trump for a long, long, long time. Why wasn't somebody looking into him like a decade or two ago?
0: Well, listen, you gotta understand that a lot of times it takes somebody to come forward to to go and like do a prosecution like this. A lot of most banks were avoiding doing business with Donald ever since the 80s because of some of this shit where exaggerated values and other stuff and whatever and got him into trouble with banks. And that's why he all he went. I mean, he was bankrupt really in the early nineties. Now, after you know. Because of the amount of debts and assets involved that, you know, banks took a write-off and they figured out how the hell to get out of this and whatever, and they restructured it. There's only one bank that really did business with it. That was Deutsche Bank. And that relationship has been questioned deeply and repeatedly in where Deutsche Bank seemed to, for whatever the hell reason, you know, take a blind eye to this kind of shenanigans by Donald and continued financing him because you know there was if i remember correctly one of the executives there was trying to grow the business in the u.s and they thought that this was a way to give him credibility to give a a customer like this but almost every bank had avoided doing business with him because of this for a very long time and the other part that was an issue well and also related real
1: quick it wasn't it wasn't just Avoiding him because he they knew he misrepresented things, but oftentimes he didn't pay them back. He didn't pay. He didn't pay. I mean, that's the th- that's the problem. He didn't fucking pay, period. And there were
0: many loans with Deutsch that what wound up happening with is he was refusing to pay. He was saying it's a problem, whatever. And they just kept winding up, rolling him over, over and over. Instead of like, you know, closing the loans. And so, yeah, nobody really wanted to do business with him uh, in New York real estate. Uh, and then, then he started getting money from weird places. You know, look, there is still the hugely suspect transaction that happened here in Florida where he bought a house for $10, $20 million and it was bought by a Russian by 100 for a $100 million when the market was nowhere near that. Right. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Why did somebody pay $100 million for this thing? Out of the blue. They really loved the house, Yvonne. Yeah, they really must have loved the house. And so, this kind of stuff and and the stuff that happened with how they were avoiding taxes uh by funneling, you know, personal expenses and and and, and making a whole bunch of things deductible by using shell corporations to 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 move expenses through and be able to claim it as as deductible. The problem was it's very difficult to to track that kind of fraud unless you had a whistleblower and you had the documentation. Right. And, and so those are those, those are the issues that you really had. Uh it, 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 you know, he was you know, what's his name? Uh, the the guy that refused to uh to finger Trump. Uh uh, uh Wizen whatever, the, the, yeah, something like his that. CFO. His CFO Man, that guy was the the hand behind all of this for all this time, and that guy refused to fucking he refused to to talk.
1: I mean, that guy went down with a ship. Mm hmm. Al, although we still like he he did make the deal to testify against the Trump org. That that is like next month, I think, is that trial gets yeah, underway October. Um, and so. We'll see, and, you know, Mike Cohen keeps coming on saying, look, Trump and the Trump org are indistinguishable, really. Exactly. And so, like, we'll see what happens in this trial of the Trump org next month, but you're not going to be able to separate what comes out about the org from what Donald is responsible for. And there's, there may be more to come. We, We shall see. We shall see. Um, okay. Uh, what, what do you think? Like, obviously like these court, you know, between the, the, the civil trial, the criminal trial of the Trump org, um, the, these things take a while and uh, uh, just on the civil side. Um, there's still a possibility of a settlement. One interesting fact on the civil side, because people keep asking, well, why aren't why aren't there the criminal charges if the sim, if the civil case is so damn tight? Well, one of the things is on the civil side, you can take the fact that they pled the fifth and use that as part of the judgment, where you can't on the tr- criminal side. Um, so there is a, a, a higher standard of evidence, and so maybe they didn't. Feel also, you any- don't you don't need a unanimous decision, right? Trial, right. So, um, but you know, this this all both of these may last a while yet because I would I would imagine that you know the civil one is just getting started. There's going to be a whole discovery process. They're going to go to a judge. They're going to have a probably additional negotiations on a settlement. Even though apparently the attorney general already rejected an initial offer of a settlement. Um, the criminal one, we're going to have an actual trial, and we may have an actual verdict before too long, but that will undoubtedly be appealed too, right? Like, these things are all going to live in legal limbo for years, right? And we're not going to have, like, an actual conclusion on these things anytime soon, are we?
0: Uh, no. No.
1: No. No. <laughs> no. no. I, I hate how long these things can protract? I, oh, I, how I, many feel,
0: many yes, I know. It's, it's,
1: I feel like it's a fundamental problem of our legal system that some of these disputes can wind their way through the court system for years and years and years and years. Like it, that shouldn't be possible. It should. Well, it, look. I mean, I. It, it, <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, sometimes uh, court schedules and other things get in the way. The fact that in certain you just places, need a shitload know, more judges, Yvonne. You it, need a yeah, shitload more. Well, that load, that, that, that that is a problem. That is an issue. And more look, lawyers, like and more staff, and blah, look, blah, blah. I had a civil suit that it wasn't even. This wasn't even the appeal. It was like the you know the you know is it, to get in front of the federal judge for you know. Uh, I, I mean. Filings, discovery, that kind of stuff, or whatever. It took three years. Yeah, it was three years, and, 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 and hell, we didn't even go to trial. We said we we went, you know, the the judge actually ordered based on evidence presented before we went to uh, trial, offered an opinion that basically said that it was highly likely that the defendant would lose, and ordered us to go to mediation. Um, and so, but that, it took three years to get to that point.
1: Yeah. And and like a lot of these cases last much longer, right? I mean, it's just ridiculous. That's all I have to say. It's ridiculous that we have a system that's set up that these kinds of processes can take that long. Right. Yep. Been, and especially, that incentivizes somebody like Trump to do every single possible thing to slow it down.
0: Yep, Make you know, right? Yeah, like so I- including like bog everybody down, and like usually the one thing is that he counts on the other people running out of money, patience, whatever, whatnot. Right. I think the problem is that this strategy, in terms of when it comes down to criminal investigations, is that you can slow it down, but you know the other people aren't really running out of money, and that's the one thing that I don't think he counted on right um yeah it, it's like i had this guy who was a yeah you know, I, I i was in this suit with this guy I, I i mean and i spent years and spent a lot of money on you, you mean lawsuit yes the, not it, like you're wearing a big suit no not a together. suit in this suit the lawsuit yes and look, man. I mean, at some point, we 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 were getting a settlement, and we had been at this for three to four years, and it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. But I was just like, look, I I I, I gotta I, I gotta end this thing. I I, I just you know, I, I just can't keep. It, it you know, I I I might not get more later. It's not worth it. I'm gonna get something. I got a settlement, and it's fine. Okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, you know, kind of get it exa- you get exhausted at some point. Now, I would say that, you know, if I'm doing a criminal investigation, there is there is, th- that incentive doesn't exist. It just doesn't. Right. And that's, I think, what he's not really counting on.
1: Well, yeah. Not understanding. It, it, delay still helps, right? Like you delay it long enough, he dies. Well, delay helps. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's basically if that's what you're counting
0: on then Yeah, it may be that, you know, you, you could be dead, and, you know. I mean, you had the case with, uh, I I always think the craziest one, uh, with the guy that headed Enron, Ken Lay, where uh, the, the trial was delayed for several years. And after he was found guilty, he was an Aspen or whatever with his family, whatever. Mr. I'm broke, but I'm an Aspen, right? And, uh, he had a heart attack and died. Okay. Well, he was an Aspen. And because it happened between the time that, uh... He was convicted, but not sentenced. Right. The 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 his conviction was vacated.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he was never guilty. Of course not. Okay, anything else on Donald? No. Okay. We are going to take another break and then we will come back and talk about uh Ukraine, Russia, Iran. And I, I suppose if you want to throw any other countries in, we can do that too. But those are the Run big in three. somewhere? What? what? Where'd you run? You said Iran? Where'd you run? <laughs> we'll be back after this.
2: AfricaFocus.org features high-quality analysis and progressive advocacy on African issues with a particular attention to priority issues affecting the entire continent. The heart of the website
1: is the Africa Focus Bulletin. Other features include regularly updated Africa-related news feeds and a set of country pages with extensive background and links on each
2: African country. If you follow African issues or are even curious, visit
1: africafocus.org today. Okay, here we are. Let's talk Russia first.
0: Speaking of Iran, and I'll yep, mention bit yep. oh, okay. because I did obviously I didn't Maybe say Iran I was more worried about Puerto Rico. Well, I did do this and I mentioned this to Sam. I did this dry try this weekend at the, the gym, which is a dry triathlon. Oh, and I, okay. I and I, I and so I did 2000 meters of rowing and I did these. 300 body weight exercises, and then run for 3.1 miles. Let me just say this. I don't understand how the actual triathletes that run like half marathon, full marathon. I mean, did they do this? Do this. I, I, I wanted to die when I finished. (laughs) I mean, I wanted, I mean, I was just, I, I, I just. You know, I ran that last mile and a half without stopping is at first I stopped a little or whatever. And I'm like, no, I got to just power through this. And when I got off that treadmill, I was just like, holy shit. I, I, just, I Yeah. So anyway. But, so but, you but, actually but you, were talking
1: about running there.
0: Yes. Yes, I was. Yeah. You
1: know, and, and Yvonne mentioned this on the curmudgeon's corner slack last weekend, whenever he finished the thing. And I, my response was, you know. <laughs> I woke up slightly before noon and I managed to drag myself from the bedroom to my home office and sit down at the computer and I have accomplished all my goals for the day. I'm good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what he did. I must admit that afterwards I basically lied in bed for quite a few hours until dinner. I, I just I, I was just not in in any way, shape, or form ready to do anything else. We didn't go out to dinner, but I was just Okay, I'm just gonna lie here now and just, 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 just not do anything.
1: <laughs> okay, so Russia, Russia, Russia. So, so Russia! We we have spoken a couple weeks ago about oh. the uh, the Ukrainian advance in uh, in in you know basically taking back territory that the Russians had taken. They're still yep. they're still nowhere back to even the February lines, let alone let alone going back further in time than that. No, no, no.
2: Um,
1: but they took back a lot of territory this month. Um, there's. It seems to be sort of paused again. There's some places where fighting is going on. But I, I heard a number of military experts say, like, you know, the smart thing to do after, you know, a country, like, after Ukraine made gains like that.
0: Is to they, consolidate the gains.
1: They need to consolidate those gains. They need to rest their troops up. Yeah. They need to do that. They should not be, like, trying to get, you know the rest like right now
0: no right? no 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 yeah you can't do that because you'll you'll strain your supply lines your troops are you know they they'll become exhausted you can't you know you you can't do that you got you got to they, they gotta need to
1: pause. Re- replenish um you know you, uh, uh, they need to replenish everything you know uh, so yeah the so it's paused a little bit right now but the ukrainians made a lot of Uh, progress. Uh, Russians were retreating all over the place. There were all kinds of reports about Russians, the Russians running out of equipment, running out of people, running out of this, running out of that. Uh, And so bottom line, um, Putin needed to do something. And what he actually did was put in place a mobilization to potentially bring in 300,000 more people up to uh, basically pulling. You know, it is it's it's like the good old draft in the Vietnam days here in the US, uh pulling, you know, fighting age men at random and saying, Okay, you're going to Ukraine now. Or whatever. Um, and uh this has not gone over very well from what I've seen so far. No, it's not.
0: I i it, it, you know, one of the things that I saw uh regarding this mobilization was that the number one Google search in Russia uh, uh, after that happened was, how do I break my arm? Oh, geez. Uh, So that you're not eligible to go. Correct. Yes. That was the number one search.
1: Wow. I hadn't seen that, but.
0: Yes. And that uh, airline flight prices to anywhere out of Russia, like, who quintupled immediately after that happened.
1: Okay. now I, mean, I saw, I saw a rumor money. that like men in certain age groups weren't even being allowed to buy tickets anymore. Was that false? I didn't see that. I, I saw that floating around. About that. Um, there, there have been some
0: false Rumors, you know, there was one yeah, I, thing, there I, was like stuff at the Finland forder, but
1: but yeah, the I, I, that, has been normal. That, that's but, one of those but, things but, where but I listen. saw it, but then uh, then I didn't see confirmation from anybody I trusted. So I'm like, okay, that's probably bullshit.
0: Yeah, but uh, but but definitely, uh, the, the, the there was like you know, uh, that that part about that the trending <laughs> search, search term, how do I break my arm was definitely true that I as far as I know
1: okay and and so like lots of people leaving so, the country there are lots of protests all over the country
0: a lot uh, more protests that they're they've had like yeah
1: we I mean, now of course are... they're arresting tons of people um like yeah this there was a big wave of protests right when this w- war first started in February um and then there was a crackdown and then you didn't hear anything about and, it and
0: here's the other thing that I have and heard out, that he said that way. it was a mobilization of reservists but yeah. A lot of people have been reporting that it's bullshit that it's, that he's really drafting people that it's, it's, you know, people are getting notification that we're not reserves. A lot of them.
1: I saw at least one report again, unconfirmed, maybe not true, blah, blah, blah. uh, Where some of the people being arrested for protesting against the war are being handed their papers to go to Ukraine, like right there. Now, or at least to training or whatever to be brought up
0: yeah they they get sent to training yes they get get sent to uh a a very apparently uh thorough
1: two-week training program now the thing is though like honestly i mean that would not be smart i mean maybe none of this is but like if you are going to force people to go fight the people who are actively protesting against the war are not going to be your best fighters.
0: No, they're not. No, they're not at all. I mean, and I, realize, I mean, I mean, I, but I'm sure that he's just sending him out to die. Well, yeah, that's what he wants to do.
1: But even there, like, even, even if you've got a gun in the, at their back and you're forcing them to go somewhere, you know, if, if you've got an active resistor, they're going to do something to sabotage you using them that way. He doesn't even, have
0: anything better right now is the problem.
1: Yeah. Look. Well, no, no, they, they, uh, the other thing they're doing apparently is that they're, they're, you know, they're getting people from minority communities and things like that. Um, they're they, in order to do this, right? Like the, the professional force was already what they were using. So if they're pulling more people in sort of, randomly or semi-randomly or whatever, uh, of course they're going to get people who aren't as high quality. And if you put them through like your two week training or whatever, you're not going to get very far with that. I mean, there are only certain things you can do. Yeah. You can, you can stick a gun in their hand and, and, and point a gun at their back and force them to walk in a certain direction, but that's not going to be an effective fighting force either. If you want to start, taking back more territory or consolidating territory or whatever. And put Putin once again said like his, his goal is specifically like that province he wants on in the East or whatever. Um, but, and they're trying to organize a referendum there. Uh, so, so he's no longer, there's no longer talk of like all of Ukraine and stuff like that. Um, and even, even at the beginning, frankly, you didn't say that explicitly. Um, but, then it's going to be really hard to make progress this way. I mean, I'm sure there are ways they could make progress, but the 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 other thing they're saying right is they're going to have a referendum in those provinces about joining Russia, and then once they join Russia, then they will consider any encroachments as a direct attack on Russia. And which would expand the nobody, war? No,
0: nobody suffering. recognizes that as Russia. So this is just like whatever bullshit that story he wants to fucking tell himself. And he's he once again threatening nukes. Go ahead, nukes. and he threatened nukes again. And they're like, you know what? What is he going to do? Where, where is it? Where is he going to? Where is he going to drop? Uh, How does this work? You fucking explain this to me. Explain this I, with, to me. Hey, we could drop one on Kiev. Yeah, and, and that's and, and, and how's that going to work out?
1: There there was a, uh, I think it was a Washington Post article today. I saw the headline, but didn't have a chance to read it. But basically the gist of it was that the U.S. has been back channeling for many months now to Moscow. Uh, basically, don't use nukes. Don't even think about using nukes. It'll be really bad if you use nukes. Yes, <laughs> it will
0: be really bad. And I'm sure we're not going to retaliate with a nuke, but we can sure as hell do a lot of damage with it. We we've got plenty of shit that we could
1: do a lot of damage without it. Well, and you know, they're talking, you know, the, the, I don't know if we've made an explicit military threat, but we're certainly making more threats on economics and things like that. And, you know, basically the idea being, you know, we've done a lot, but there's still lots and lots of holes in what we've done economically. But if you drop a nuke on somebody you're going to be completely isolated even from people who are somewhat supporting you now. And, you know, we, we had that both India and China basically browbeat their Russians. Yeah. Last week yeah. when they met, were basically telling the Russians, this is not going well. You got to fix this. You,
0: you know? got to end it. No, you got to end it basically. Right. I mean, they, th- he did not get the support that he thought he was going to
1: get. No. He got rebuked. And, and so the question is now with all these protests going on and such you know from what i've heard most people don't most people think the way this ends is putin cracking down like not like you know the crowds somehow manage to overthrow putin but instead like you know putin does listen, whatever he no, needs to
0: do to stop it dictators usually listen there's a couple of routes here okay all right there, there's a couple of routes but Look, the, the one route that gets Putin out is usually it's somebody in his inner circle puts a yep. bullet in this guy's head.
1: Or or just decides that, yeah, like it, it can certainly happen that way. Uh, I, I suspect given Russian tendencies that he would mysteriously- Oh, he would fall out, out of, of a window? window? Yeah, he would fall out of a window somewhere. Or there was head. some other Russian that fell down the stairs I saw a report earlier today. That's Something amazing. like
0: that. It's the most accident-prone country for rich people I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, um, of course. You remind me this about falling down the stairs, and I start questioning. Now, all of a sudden, did somebody kill Ivanka?
1: Not Ivanka, Ivana. Ivana. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, a pair, yeah, a lot of people said that when it happened. The medical examiner says no signs of foul play. Blah blah blah. But you know,
0: <laughs> I mean, because the, the because the vinyl like.
1: Well, of course, there are also well, people reason? saying you, there are also people saying you need to dig up a coffin because there are probably ca- classified docs in there.
0: God, well, that's a different story. But my whole thing about it is, it was a, once again a fall.
1: Yeah. So, in, in any case, you're, you're right. Like one, the 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 sort of most common way is someone in the inner circle says enough, and does something about it, whether it be the bullet in the head or the push down the stairs or out the window. Or just like what they tried to do to Gorbachev, which by the way, we had our episode where we had deaths and we talked about the queen and we talked about. uh, We forgot about Gorby. And we talked about the CNN guy. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Bernie Shaw. Bernie Shaw. But we forgot. We skipped Gorby. We skipped Gorby. We should have talked about Gorbachev, who died a couple weeks ago. But in any case, you remember the coup for him. They just basically kidnapped him or held him in his, his dacha somewhere gotcha. yep, yep, and yep. wouldn't let him do anything. They didn't actually kill him. Uh, of course, the problem with not killing him is he came back. Right. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, yeah, th- that kind of thing could happen. You could have a popular mass uprising, et cetera, but from like, and you know, all of these things look impossible until suddenly they are possible. However, having said that, most of the time, what happens is the dictator cracks down, kills a bunch of protesters, throws a bunch in jail, and it's done. Listen, and they maintain control. It, it,
0: it, it, listen, another thing that can happen. You, you This is a possible scenario. Now, the problem is with Putin. I don't know if it is because of his mentality. But listen, the, the war effort collapses, finally collapses. I do expect it to collapse at some point. Yes, yeah. to talking about the, the the war for collapses. Look, I mean, he just retreats, acts like nothing happened, cracks yep. down on everybody at home, and well, let's call it a day. Hey, look at that! Oh, look, uh, you know, there's uh, the, 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 the 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 we got we got oil flowing now. Look at this.
1: Yeah. Oops. Yeah, it never happened. Anyway, it never happened. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, but uh, they they do this. Look look at
0: look at Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein went invaded Kuwait, lost catastrophically, you know, and after a little bit that he stumbled, whatever, cracked down, held on and held on for over a decade.
1: Yeah, well, and and, and and you know, and we got Assad in Syria, right? Right. You know, uh, so so yeah. The, these these the most common scenario is one way or another, the dictator survives and stays in power. Right. Um, but you you never know. Like I said, these kinds of situations are always look impossible until suddenly they're not anymore and then things move really really fucking quickly you know um so and this is one of those unstable situations right and the worse things go in ukraine the more likely it is that something happens and you know putin was hoping in this whole thing to have that quick victory that never never actually impacted any anybody back home but once you start having you know random drafts and lots of people coming home dead um it starts impacting people and so we we are seeing these anti-war protests flaring up again like they did at the beginning um i again i kind of suspect that it won't last that putin'll crack down and we'll once again have you know, just Putin running his war and and dragging it out longer for ways, but uh, you know, yeah. Whenever you see these things and you see these like the protesters in totalitarian countries going out and protesting, knowing that they could be killed or put in jail for a very very long time as a result of it, um, yeah, it, it's always a little bit inspiring and. You know, these people are really brave. I mean, I remember watching Tiananmen Square, however many mm. years ago that was at this point on it live TV. In 19, it was in 1989.
0: Yep, it was. So and that was uh, what? Uh, a long time. Ago. 33 years ago. Uh,
1: you know, I, I remember watching Riveted to the TV for days and days and days when that went on. But of course, it ended with them. It, it, the whole thing crushed. Yep. You know? Um, but every time it gives you that sort of feeling of hope that maybe they'll succeed, you know, no. Um, which I guess brings us to the next one, which is the same damn things happening in Iran, uh, except it looks like even more advanced than what we've seen in Russia so far. But in this case, it was prompted by uh, there was a woman. And I, I've seen mixed reports of exactly the offense, but bottom line, she was a little bit less modest in public than she should have been. Either her hair was showing under her hijab or so I see, saw reports that she it, it, it was obvious she was wearing pants under her dress or whatever, um, which apparently, you know, not okay. The modesty police uh, came after her, arrested her, um, and she died in custody it's a little unclear exactly how she died in custody the uh the implication is of course she died because she was treated harshly in custody um and there have been huge protests uh primarily led by women um who are going out on the streets and burning their hijabs and uh cutting their hair and showing showing their hair Um, and otherwise, uh, you know, demanding justice and demanding the end of some of these rules and uh, being backed up by lots of younger men. Um, And uh, I I I keep seeing videos uh, that, you know, apparently Iran has shut down most of the internet at this point, but there were some videos getting out before that. Uh, I've, you know, of, of the protests themselves, of of people sort of huddled in their bedrooms giving commentary on it, uh, uh, et cetera. And uh, once again, you see like, here are people being brave against a tyrannical regime, against rules that they don't think are just. And uh, there's a generational thing here too. I mean, there's a, a whole generation of young Iranians who don't believe in the strict... Interpretations of Islam of their elders, and i and by the way, I've seen lots of Islamic scholars as well saying that the way Iran does it is full of shit too, and is not supported. Blah blah blah. But of course, when you get into how people deal with religion and religious rules, uh, wow. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, everybody has their own ideas, right? Yeah. But um, uh, in any case, uh, it, it's again a place where you look at it and say, "Wow, I, I, I hope these people win." But, you know, chances are there's going to be a big-ass crackdown, and that's how it's going to end. I don't know. I, have you been watching the Iran stuff, too? I have not. I mean, I, I got to admit that I I have not
0: been keeping up with it. Um, So I, I – but – yeah, the, the the issue with these situations is that, you know, we've had protests and uprisings in the Middle East over the last decade plus. Whatever. The whole Arab Spring. Arab Spring. Going back stuff, a little further. Whatever.
1: Yeah, and, um, you know, unfortunately, it's all come to naught. with I mean, with, a, with a handful of exceptions. There were like yeah. one or two countries where the Arab Spring seemed to have some long-lasting positive effects, but the vast majority of countries where back then we had the massive massive protests by younger people hoping to bring their countries you know to a more western more modern whatever um just all failed. They were all there were they there were crackdowns and all those movements uh were crushed. All the movements were crushed so that's why I'm like
0: I mean I don't know. It's just not optimistic. I mean, obviously, I understand and supportive of why the hell they're doing this. I mean, I think it's just insane that these restrictions, uh, but, uh, but, you know, uh, but, but it's, but past history does not bring us a lot of optimism. I mean, hell, you talked about Assad before. I mean, look, look at that. I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, Jesus, you know, talk about somebody that crushed every opposition to him.
1: And then you had like a 15 year fucking civil war afterwards. You know, it was a massive disaster for everybody involved. Um, And, and arguably started, I mean, he was a dictator before, but this wave of things started with cracking down on people who are demanding change. Um, and, Which is not to say the people should not demand change, right? I mean, there's a massive injustice going on. There's generational change. Uh, You know, these people are, you know, calling for the end of the Islamic Republic and the ayatoya. The mispronunciation again. The ayatoya. Ayatollah. 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 um, Being tossed out of power, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you know, I, like, again, I, I hope they win, but I have been so driven to pessimism over watching these things. Like I said, since Tiananmen square, like, and and I guess, you know, actually Ukraine was one of the places where one of those colored revolutions succeeded for a while, but you know, so many places, these highly optimistic youth driven, Movements for progress and to throw off repressive regimes have just ended up crushed. And I I hope it's different. But like you said, ah,
0: no, I 100% you know, totally you know, in support of the of these folks and they're protesting you know for their for 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 their rights. I mean, don't get me wrong about this. I you know, the fact that I have pessimism about it has nothing to do with me not being supportive about what they're protesting for, it's just that. I mean, damn it. I mean, just haven't been able to get anybody to successfully make a meaningful change in most of these places and just quite the opposite. It's just,
1: it's awful. It's just really awful. Yeah. So, you know, if like, uh, 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 if you haven't been watching the Iran stuff, make a point of looking for it over the next week. Um, It's, it's, like I said, Iran has been shutting down their internet, so there's a little bit less to see right now than there was a couple of days ago. Um, but like, here's an example. I found uh, a tweet from Rana Ramipur. Um, I've covered Iran for 15 years and lived there for 25 years. I believe what we are witnessing now is nothing like before look at these two women standing on top of police cars shouting, we don't want the Islamic Republic. And it's a video of two women jumping up and down on top of the police cars. One of the police cars is burning. If I remember correctly, I watched this earlier. Um, and then there are all kinds of other people around supporting them, et cetera. There's video after video, after video like this um, and all kinds of commentary, um, you know, just if you haven't been following it make a point i know it, it, it's 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 with all the news of donald trump and all this domestic stuff going on uh you know it it's gotten a bit overshadowed uh but it's out there if you look for it and uh there are important things going on and you know frankly i and i again i hope they i hope it works out but even if they are crushed perhaps even more if they get crushed it is important to witness what be what the it is important to witness what these people are doing and the sacrifices they are making because they every one of these people who you see and they're like the videos just of like women running around on the streets without the head covering, and that's all they're doing, but they are putting their lives at risk because they are doing that, and it's worth witnessing, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Anything else? That we got on any other
1: stuff? No, I, I mean, think uh... I think that's it. It's time to wrap up. All right, time to so wrap. let's let's do the wrap up. Wrapping
0: up, wrapping up.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so you guys know the deal. You can find our website at curmudgeons-corner.com. There you will find our complete archives and also all the ways to communicate with us: uh, email, Twitter, Facebook, um, telegraph. No, no, no telegraph. Anyway, you can find all the ways to talk to us. We would love to hear from you: comments, questions, thoughts, suggestions, uh, critis- criticism, anything, right? You know? We'd love to hear from you um, through any of those channels. We also have on there a link to our curmudgeons corner slack, um, which no, no, we do not have a link to our curmudgeons corner slack. I'm talking out of turn. We have a link to our Patreon, which is where you can give us money, which we also like. We like money. Money is good too. Uh, I use it to help defray some of the costs of the show. Honestly, the show costs more in our time and just the tools we use to do it than we make from our Patreon, but it cuts into it a little bit. And we would love more support so that maybe this could be a cash flow positive thing at some point in the future. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Uh, and if you do give to our Patreon at various levels, we will call you out on the show. We will send you a postcard. We will send you a mug, et cetera. But also, very importantly, and this is where the slack comes in at $2 a month or more, or If you just ask nicely through any of the other channels, we will invite you to our Commudgeons Corner Slack where Yvonne and I and a variety of other people are chatting about the news and other things throughout the week. Uh, It's a fun place. We would love to have more of you on there more regularly. Lots and lots and lots of fun. Fun. It's a party. It's like a party in your mouth. It's a party. In your mouth. No. Your mouth. Not in your mouth? No, okay. I don't think it's a... It's like pop rocks. Okay, sure. (laughs) No, uh, anyway, it's a lot of fun. We'd love to have more of you. Uh, So please, uh, drop us a line, drop us some cash, whatever. We'll invite you in. Uh, And and even those of you who are already in, come in more often. We'd love to hear from you more. Um, there are a few regulars who are always in there, but then there are some people who like pop in like once a month. Yes, and they, yeah, we got we got the Poppins, we got the Poppins, the Poppins, uh, like Mary Poppins, right? Or the Poppin Fresh Dough Doughboy, the Poppin Fresh Doughboy, is that Pillsbury Doughboy? Pillsbury, yes. Who's Poppin Fresh? I don't. Know. Who's the one from Ghostbusters? Uh oh, God, um, the marshmallow guy.
0: Yeah, the big marshmallow. Uh, gosh, uh, uh, I don't remember. The you know, I, I, I have this image.
1: Alex was watching that movie a few weeks ago, uh, but yeah. I forget. Stay puffed. The Stay puffed Stay Marshmallow puffed. Man. There that, we go. that guy, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Yvonne, to wrap this up, what is, just name one. What is one interesting thing that we talked about under Curmudgeon's Corner Slack that we have not mentioned on the show? that right now the
0: prices for flying in business class have gone insane uh that that for some reason even though business travel is way down uh prices to buy business class airfare is skyrocketed for whatever reason there is a lot of demand for it but on a on a leisure basis i guess and that um an article from Bloomberg, which basically said business class for twenty thousand dollars means that for business people having to travel, either staff flight coach fly coach or not at all. And it talks about how man, I mean, just travel for business is is down so much. Because it, everybody just, figured out they didn't need to do it. They didn't need to do as much, that's for damn much. sure. Yeah. Um and so yeah. Um I mean, I, I recall basically, I mean, I, you know, um, I mean, I saw a lot of people, I remember a lot of people just basically just, just were waste. I mean, they were doing travel for no good reason at all. <laughs> I, I think the, the, the one thing is that one issue that I had, I had before is that I knew that, Hey, you know, we have these electronic tools, but it, you know, it's not just me wanting to use it. The recipient also has to be willing to transact business that way. And so even if I could do it on my end, it doesn't mean shit if the other person doesn't want to meet in that way. And so, but that's changed. A lot more customers are willing to transact and negotiate and go through the entire thing of a a significant big business deal without meeting in person. Right just, you know, so that that's, that's the main change. So anyway, so there's an article that we had there that I shared from Bloomberg related to that and how business travel just really hasn't recovered to where it was. Well, there you go.
1: And I think we're done, Yvonne. No, we are. Okay. Everybody, you know how this goes. We'll do, we'll, we will do this again next week. If we can, I assume we can, I assume we will. Uh, Everybody have a great week. Stay healthy, have fun, do, do useful, good things, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we'll talk to you again next time. Goodbye.
0: Bye.